Part 1, Chapter 6, Retreats. We begin by turning to the Franciscan heritage from Francis of Assisi, Rule for Hermitages, page 61. Let those who wish to stay in hermitages in a religious way be three brothers, or at the most four. Let two of these be the mother, and two sons, or at least one. Let the two who are mothers keep the life of Martha, and the two sons the life of Mary, and let one have one enclosure in which each one may have his cell in which he may pray and sleep. And let them always recite Compline of the day immediately after sunset, and strive to maintain silence, recite their hours, rise for matins, and seek first the kingdom of God and his justice, and let them recite prime at the proper hour and after terse. They may end their silence, speak with and go to their mothers, and when it pleases them, they can beg alms from them as poor little ones out of love of the Lord God. And afterwards, let them recite sext, nones, and at the proper hour, vespers. And they may not permit anyone to enter or eat in the enclosure where they dwell. Let those brothers who are the mothers strive to stay far from everyone, and because of obedience to their minister, protect their sons from everyone so that no one can speak with them. And those sons may not talk with anyone except with their mothers and with the minister and his custodian when it pleases them to visit with the Lord's blessing. The sons, however, may periodically assume the role of mothers, taking turns for a time as they have mutually decided. Let them strive to observe conscientiously and eagerly everything mentioned above. Time set apart to be present to God. The vocation to Christian religious life is built around a steadily depending interior relationship with our Lord Jesus. It is the Lord who calls us, who inspires us with the desire to serve him in a vowed life, usually in the accompaniment of others. Since we do not live together and each of us is living in our own home, perhaps with family and jobs and other commitments, it is imperative that our rule includes time apart with Jesus to live the life we feel called to solely on our own strength and wisdom dooms us to failure and frustration. A retreat is a scheduled time apart from one's normal activities for the express purpose of being present to God. There are many styles of retreats, and no one style is perfect for everyone, nor need one style be repeated year after year. Our needs, desires, and opportunities for retreats change. With the help of one's spiritual director, we can plan retreats that will meet our spiritual and current needs. Types of Retreats Guided Retreat The guided retreat consists of one or more meditations per day offered by a retreat leader with time in between for 
the retreatant's personal reflection and prayer. Such retreats are usually held in silence, although mealtimes may or may not be included in the silence. The guided retreat model is often used for weekend retreats. Some retreat leaders offer time for one-on-one -on -one conferences, usually short, in the case a retreatant wants to discuss a specific insight. Directed Retreat A directed retreat is traditionally held in strict silence, with retreatants meeting once daily with their assigned director. During these meetings, the retreatant will share what has come up for them during prayer and reflection. Directed retreats are usually four to eight days in length and are rarely taken more than once each year or 18 months. Private retreat. A private retreat may be taken for any length of time, though some spiritual directors advise against a long private retreat because of the human propensity for self-deception. After two to four days of solitary rest and renewal with the Lord, it is wise to check in with someone experienced in the spiritual life. There are always exceptions to this, of course, but a silent retreat with its freedom from interruption and distraction opens us to spiritual levers deeper, deeper than we routinely experience in everyday life. Access to a spiritual director or a wise priest or soul friend is a good idea. Retreat with other tertiaries when possible. In all of the above retreats, we can add the element of retreating with other tertiaries when possible by choosing to attend a private or directed retreat in the company of another member of TSSF. It is a gift to be able to share the experience of a silent retreat with another person, when possible, traveling together to and from the retreat, or perhaps sharing a meal afterwards. The time and the place. The annual retreat requirement as put forth by a chapter in 1999 specifically calls for a 24-hour period of time. Anything less than that would be more like an extension of a quiet day. Quiet days are excellent in themselves and such regularly scheduled days enhance our personal life enriching our daily time of quiet with the Lord, it takes time to quiet our souls and to let go of the distractions and worries and concerns that fill our lives. A retreat, rather than being an avoidance of life, is a willingness to enter the deep waters of relationship with God. It requires a generosity of spirit, this giving up of time. It requires some sacrifice. A retreat is not a vacation, though we may experience profound rest. Rather, it is presenting ourselves before the Lord we have come to know and love, ready to speak honestly to God and to listen for God's response, even if it is slow in coming. We must be willing to let life as we know it slip away for a time. This is not to say that a retreat cannot take place at home or at a friend's house. 
For those who do not have access to a retreat center or who are unable to leave home for an overnight because of caregiving responsibilities or other reasons, a 24-hour retreat may be done effectively with materials available through a variety of sources. These are linked on the tssf.org website. Additional resources can be found with a quick online search for personal retreat guides. Retreat as a distinct time of silence. A retreat may also be part of a regional TSSF convocation, although the convocation itself, by its very nature, is not a retreat. A convocation is a coming together to talk, have fellowship, and share ideas. It is a horizontal meeting of persons spending time together. A retreat is a vertical meeting where People, singly or with others, spend uninterrupted time with God. If a retreat is desired as part of the convocation experience, we might think about scheduling an extra 24 hours just before or after the convocation for those who wish to take part in a shared retreat experience. The same might be said for a conference. Unlike a retreat, a conference is a more horizontal model with participants coming together to study or discuss some aspect of spirituality under the direction of a guest speaker or group leaders. As mentioned above, we might incorporate a retreat into such a weekend by scheduling an overnight of silence at a local inn or motel or at the conference center itself, either before or after the conference. What matters here is the intentionality of time alone with the Lord. As companions of St. Francis, we remember that as much time as he spent wandering the roads as an itinerant preacher, he spent equally as much time in hermitages in communion with his blessed Lord. He always took one or several companions with him, sometimes for company and comfort, and sometimes to simply check on him every so often and to guard his privacy. It was in these times of retreat that Francis received the rule for the friar's mire, as well as the inspiration for the third order, and a great spiritual consolation such as his experience of the stigmata. The retreat in our rule is not an afterthought or something to fit into our busy schedule. Our yearly retreat with others of the community when possible is an occasion worthy to anticipate with joy, to, to plan for and to sacrifice for. Additionally, it offers us material for ongoing reflection well after the retreat entered into intentionally, our yearly retreat will become treasured as a gift of the religious life. Many churches and other organizations now use the word retreat to refer to a time apart that is usually not silence. In TSSF, we continue to use the traditional understanding which implies silence 
Non-silent events, even when called retreats, do not fulfill the requirement for a retreat in the rule. We conclude with two sets of reflection questions. The first, if you have never taken a silent retreat, what do you find attractive about the idea? And what do you find challenging? And then secondly, if you have taken a silent retreat, share what that experience was like for you.